five in the eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Good morning. You're listening to Colourful Radio, either on DAB in London and the southeast of England, or you're streaming us online or over apps. However you're joining us, you're very welcome. This is Phil Woodford introducing episode 0441 of our Five in the Eye News Review. Thanks so much to Olu Olake for standing in for me last week. This is me, Michael Ojojuru, joining Phil via Zoom and revealing that our top story this week is going to be the dilemma of Rishi Sunak. The dilemma he faces over his flagship Rwanda policy. He got, he got the first reading of his bills through Parliament, but some MPs on his left and his right are determined to see changes or are threatening to scupper it, it in the new year. Five in the eye. And story number two this week concerns the bizarre comments of Minister Kemi Badenoch who objected to an archaeological study into plague in medieval times, claiming it to be woke. Extraordinary. And what's story number three this week? Well, Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, a.k.a. WhatsApp, have a set of sunglasses with Ray-Ban, so-called Meta Ray-Ban sunglasses. And it's caused quite a stir, as they are wearable tech that incorporate AI. How comfortable are we with the new society that's emerging? And for our fourth story, it's the woman who lost a 750,000 euro ring at the Ritz in Paris. The cleaning staff found it in a vacuum bag. And finally, to wrap up the show, we, we report on the confused burglar who ended up, who ended up getting suspended upside down by his shoelaces when trying to break into a property. Upside down, that's bats. And that's this week's Five in the Eye. Five in the Eye. Well, we're going to start this week with the ongoing saga of uh, the Tory party, the Rwanda policy, Rishi Sunak. And so there was quite a lot of speculation as to whether Sunak's compromise legislation on Rwanda, which tried to make it... Uh, the policy more acceptable to the Supreme Court following their recent judgment. Um, uh, when, when the, the controversy is over whether it goes far enough or whether it goes too far. So you've got people on the right wing of the Tory party, led by characters like Marc Francois of the, uh, the, the ERG, the uh, European Research Group. Um, and they say, well, look, Actually, this bill doesn't go far enough. It still gives people too much leeway to appeal against uh, deportation. Um, obviously, these are the kind of characters who think that uh, the UK should rip up its international obligations and ignore its responsibilities under the European Convention of Human Rights. To the left of the party are moderates who worry that Sunak's bill may already have tipped too far in the wrong direction of defying. Uh, the the rule of international law. Now, what Sunak managed to do this week was kind of glue these groups together so that they gave the bill a first reading. But potentially, it could be threatened by either side of this debate in the new year. The, The people on the left of the party saying, unless you change it and make it more moderate, we'll vote it down. The people on the right of the party saying, unless you make it more extreme and um, 
anti-migrant will vote it down. And it's a classical, politi- a classic political bind, isn't it, Michael? And it reminds me quite a bit of how Theresa May had to try to manage the different wings of the party over Brexit. And she was being pushed this way and that all the time, wasn't she? Well, we're just reliving Brexit. But more, the, more, more, more than that, we're reliving the, the breakup of the Tory party. They're just eye off the ball, looking in themselves. Inward, this is navel gazing. This is the, the Tory party navel gazing and appealing to its base. It's so... We, we, what was that? Someone said, there's now five Tory tribes. The analogy, the, the, the making analogies, but this amongst themselves to to the um to the, the the mafia in New York, different families, different tribes. You got that scene of the the new conservatives, a group going to breakfast with uh with with with, with Sunny with, with oh, okay, Sunny Sushi. So, what's I got Sunak? Let me get it right. I knew it was one of those Sunak going to breakfast with Sunak. Do you have you know? Salmon on toast, or smoked salmon on toast. Well, that that was sushi, I suppose, of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> this is a complete distraction. This immigration story, this Ru- Rwanda immigration story, is a total distraction, appealing to their base. It 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 means the reality of of the boat people in immigration is almost trivial. Phil, do you know what the figures are? 700,000 people came to this country seeking asylum, yeah? How many came by boats? 40,000. 40, actually, actually, Michael, when you say 700,000 people came to the country, uh, by no means all of those are asylum seekers. Many of them are coming to the country. But, uh, exactly. uh, many of them no, are coming to the country in other, I'm not, other I'm ways. Not, I'm using my Daily Mail speak here. Yeah. Foreigners but, coming into yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of them are being wel- welcomed in because we need people to work in care homes and we need people to, to do all kinds of jobs, no, don't we? No, Phil, 700,000, take back control. Cameron, we're going to reduce it to 10,000. This is, this, is, this is a Tory dream. This yeah, is a yeah, Tory dream, an irrational dream in a day when we need. We need immigration. You know, we need it because... Look at that, 1.6 million uh, care home places about people needing care. And we haven't got the people to look after them. Mm-mm. We haven't. This is a very real problem. You know, it's, it's yeah, one but I, I, I know in, in my wife's family, um, just, just at the moment of, of, of uh, someone who needs care, and it's um, actually proving impossible for her close relatives to, to find somewhere, um, a, a, a care home for her um and and you know there a lot of the a lot of these companies that run these homes they're they're running it on a shoestring they can't get people to work and some of them are even giving up aren't they exactly and and the government or the tory party are ignoring that what does immigration mean let's have a serious debate about immigration and sadly that's something we've never had way back to to almost the uh, enoch powell's days you know when when he, he he spoke of someday, the black man will have the upper hand in Britain. You know, we're going back to this spreading this fear that 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 immigration is not a good thing. When in reality, immigration is vital to a vi- to any vibrant economy in in the West. Because put simply, we're not reproducing ourselves. We need these people. We need these people and. For, for Sunak to nail his colours to the 
Rwandan cross because it appeals to his base because it, it, it you know it goes back to the you know the, the other three letter things take back control you know now it's stop the boats you know these the, 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 these these aphorisms appeal to a base and his job he's failed as in leadership totally failed at leadership in terms of bringing bringing the Tory party in line or, or bringing his the Tory followers in line to reality, what Britain needs. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no there's no sense of him being able to do that at all. And um, you know, we've got the membership of the Tory Party, no doubt, kind of um, very pro the Rwanda policy, probably quite supportive of the of the kind of stance taken by the the former Home Secretaries, Pretty Patel and Suella Braverman. Um, he's got Tory MPs that are very badly split over the issue. Um, and as you you know, as we've said, it's 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 very reminiscent of Brexit in that respect. But do you do you think, Michael, I mean it comes back in the new year, it only takes 29 MPs to vote against this bill. Uh, for him to to fail because the majority has been shrinking over time uh, with by-elections and um, he is in a very very difficult position if he loses this flagship policy um, it, he's left high and dry isn't it I mean it, it, the Tories at the same time they surely know that they can't go through the fiasco of yet another leadership election even though some people in the tory press and the right wing of the party do entertain the idea of sunak being toppled the return of boris johnson the the, the or, or or some other right winger being installed i mean surely to goodness that couldn't happen could it who knows this tory party you know what, what we used to say in thunderbirds anything can happen in the next half hour no let me tell you the problem i have is sunak He's just not prime ministerial quality. He is not a leader. He has no vision. A key part of leadership is simply that leadership. Leadership entires risk and entires vision. And he he he's gone on about these Rwandan um, people tend to be Rwanda. It's it's we're talking about forty thousand people. That's the that's the boat people. How many are going to send to Rwanda? About two hundred. About two hundred. And this is okay, you know, it's all about optics. But you've, you know, you've got it wrong, Mr. Sunak. You've got it wrong. You know, and I'm going to cut him some slack here, Phil. I'm going to cut him some slack. He sorted out, he did sort out the boats. He did some work on that because Albanians, Albanians, do you know what percentage of the boat people were in 22 were Albanian? It was high, wasn't it? 45%. And he, he went over, and he, he, well, him or, or one of his people went over to Albania and sorted it out. They've reduced that. They've reduced, the, they've, they've eliminated the, these, these Albanians coming over here. They've made that, they've, they've handled that, they've managed that. He, he could have showed how they've managed that. Equally, he's been, he's been talking to Macron. Do you, know, do you know how much he gave Macron to help sort this problem out? Not too much, I suspect. Five hundred and fifty million pounds. Five hundred fifty to help them you know, to reduce the boats. So he's put money into it. He's he, you know, he's paid Cameron. This is um 
a Brexit dividend. I mean, the French would claim them. the French would claim that they have been doing things with the money, though, wouldn't they? I mean, it's not it's not like the Rwandan government who received three hundred million pounds and haven't done anything. Uh, uh, but, 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 but this is a Brexit dividend, a Brexit dividend. But no, he could at least say, "Look, I'm negotiating with the Albanians. I'm negotiating with France. We're making progress." No, we're focusing on these two hundred, these two hundred Albanians, not Albanians, these two hundred uh, refugees. Desperate people, people who are, who are in the, the, the lowest point in their lives, possibly here, and we're, and we're making it worse for them. We're sending, we're turning them away. Just that compassion. And when you compound, you know, we're, we're leaving the European Human Rights Code of Human Rights because that law doesn't appeal to us the same way they're rewriting the law on on um, Rwanda. We're going to legislate that Rwanda is a safe country. You heard it here first, Phil. I'm legislating snow at Christmas. Come on. You see that leader? Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. Five in the eye. Our second story this week. I I was, when Phil sent me this, I couldn't believe it. It's Kimmy Badenoch, the so-called equalities minister. She was complaining about woke archaeology. And this is a report from uh, some research that's been done on a 14th century um, uh, cemetery and looking at the people that have been interned there following a, uh, a plague. And it's found that there was, the, the, look, there remains 145 people in this, in this cemetery and 49 that died of them a plague. And there's a number of those people who died from plague were of African heritage. So the people who the people who wrote this report posit, or they suggest that perhaps their circumstances led them were, had a had a greater chance of death through plague because they were black, and they tried to make the analogy. We're trying to make the analogy between what was happening in COVID and this this systemic racism that caused their death. And <laughs> she calls them out on this. She says. That, you know that, that that's woke journalism. You know, you, you, it's not good because it says, and I quote here, Phil. She says it is important that evidence, result of research, be it historical occurrence, is not presented in a way that is misleading or that implies that the information is reliable when it is not. This is just, Kemi. Welcome to the study of history. History is you 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 gather some facts and you make some conjecture. And that's what they've done here. And they say possibly the the, the the numbers are too small to do this, but this is a possibility. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it seems it's to me debate. it seems to me to be a reasonable point of speculation. I mean, unfortunately, sadly, you know, racism is not a, a modern phenomenon and it goes way, way back into history. And it's quite plausible uh to me that that in medieval times, um, that um people from different communities could have been affected in different ways by <laughs> by the plague um just in the same way that people have been affected today by covid or at any other point in history I mean, if you look to victorian times everyone was in danger of things like cholera and typhoid but i'm sure if you were living in a slum and you had poor sanitation um you were rather more likely to get it than 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 some some of the richer folk no phil okay no and, and you're right there but i'm going to challenge you now phil when you use the word racism 
This is medieval 14th century London. Racism is a power statement. I have power over you because you're black, you're dark-skinned, you're not like me. And that gives me the, 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 um, the, the, the ability to treat you as a lesser human being. Now, you're using a 21st century construct, race, looking at uh, 14th century society. And I don't believe that's, via, that's viable or, or valid. And so this is my argument, and it's a debate. We can have that discussion. The fact that she's attacked these people and you say you shouldn't do it and it's wrong, I think she's missing the whole point of history and historical research. Histories, will, the people will always look for reasons. And sometimes to get it right, sometimes to get it wrong. That's part so of the you're, debate. You're, you're saying you think they're wrong, but they should be able to say it, and it's not well, woke. Exactly, to, yeah. But it, and it's not woke to to go looking at this kind of stuff. And I I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I but I mean, we could speculate also as 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 happened in COVID. Of course, certain disease there may be physiological reasons why certain illnesses affect one community more than another as well. And there's all kinds of different things could be going on. Exactly, sickle cell anemia as, as a propensity for Caribbean or African people and Asian people, as other white people. Or equally, cystic fibrosis is essentially a white disease, a hereditary disease, so not a genetic disease. So look, it's, it's, we can discuss. The key thing is we have an environment where people can share ideas and have a debate, a robust debate. You know, we're looking at now this debate I'm going to put it on the table now. Hopefully, hopefully, I hope we'll still remain friends now, Phil. And there's this question of uh, Zionism and anti-Semitism. You know, do you use this word? Do you use those words? And how are you using them and what they mean? You know, it's, it's, at the end of the day, we need an environment where we can have a discussion over complex, challenging issues, nuanced issues. We can use a debate. What she's doing, she's closing down the debate. Yeah, which, of, which is ironic because in other in other context she would be the first person to say that the debate should happen like for instance on the university campuses um when people have been prevented from expressing certain points of view on um for, for instance those who oppose gender ideology uh, she would be a champion of of those uh those people who kind of uh, who have challenged gender ideology to be able to to speak out on campus so it seems a bit hypocritical doesn't it to champion free speech on the one hand and on the other hand say well uh, these woke archaeologists should uh, should pipe down and uh, and uh, that she's writing to writing to whoever it was she was writing to about it i mean for goodness sake hasn't she got better things to do with her time as well to be honest as a minister as I, I totally agree i totally agree as a minister she should be creating development where we can have that debate and it can be challenged it can be challenged we have laws on black i was gonna say blows on black we don't have laws on blasphemy we, we have we have laws that protect people from being attacked mm. in, in speech we know that they, they exist so we should I know it's difficult to understand, but we need that free-thinking society to challenge ideas, and we can share them and understand them. And then, in the end of the day, if it needs to be, we'll go to court, and we'll take you to court, and we'll have you, and 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 you'll be prosecuted accordingly if if it's not if, if the words aren't appropriate. But to say you can't say those words outright as a minister, she's speaking for the government. No, no, no. This is it, it's wrong. I don't, you know. I don't agree with that. This idea of racism in the, in the, the 15th, 14th, and 15th century, the, the different kinds of the different kinds of differentiation was being made, and the power relationship that that's involved in racism. 
I don't, I personally don't believe existed. But I can, I know some people, and a lot of people make a living out of arguing that. And for the prime minister to get involved and say, this is good, that's bad. No. And for me, fundamentally, Phil, it's, it's this looking at the, the past with a 21st century eye. We should see it what it is and try and look at it in its time and try and learn from it and understand so we are better people. We can learn from the mistakes of the past, but not say the, the past has our mistakes, our errors. They're there. That's where they come from. You're just passing the blame. So no, I'm I'm sorry, um, Kemi. This is um, I, I I I you're wrong. I don't agree with what uh, the, the research, but at the same time, it's history in action. Ideas discussed live in the eye. Our third story this week is for me one of the most exciting AI stories we've had in a while. It's Meta's glasses or Meta Ray-Ban glasses, and we've got a fusion of two things here. We've got uh, the Ray-Ban Wayfarer um, um, glasses with the, with the dark glasses, that the, the iconic um, movie star um, dark glasses, mingled, or oh, is that the word? Mingled, merged, or with the AI, Meta's AI platform built in. So let, let, let me give you the headline story, Bill. It can take pictures and videos and then it can tell you what's in those pictures and videos. So you imagine you're going into um, a party, you're looking around there, and you're taking your pictures, ding, 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 and it's telling you, oh, there's Phil Woodford. Oh, there's Michael Ohujuru. And you, you remind, oh, you last met Phil um, two weeks ago at, at, um, at, at, at that pub in London. You've had two pints of bitter each, and he paid. You wanted to pay, but he didn't pay. So it gave you the whole background on that person and your interaction with them. And for me, that is fabulous. That is just fabulous. Is that because you wouldn't recognize me if you came? If exactly. You came but, 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 but I've got to say, we are not there yet. We can take the photograph and we can get, there's an AI platform in there. The AI platform is there, but there's no, it's not, you, you haven't got that a face recognition feature in the platform. You've got the knowledge. If I could ask it, who is Phil Woodford? And it would tell me. But right now, it doesn't have the automatic AI response. And that's the route that we're on with these glasses. So if I step back to where we are today with these meta, meta Ray-Ban glasses, you could just, they'll take a photograph and you, you could ask questions about things in the photograph. You can say, well, well what's that bridge made of? What what is that? Um, and are, are you speaking these questions to the glasses? Michael? Yeah, you'd have to ask the questions. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd, so you'd look a little bit odd, wouldn't you, in public company, engaging in all of this? I mean, if you're walking down the street on your own, it seems quite plausible that I could be asking my glasses questions. But if I walked into into a soiree of the kind that I know that you frequent with your with your lovely friends in the artistic circles, let's say I walked into one of those uh, evening lovey soirees that. Michael inhabits then then I couldn't really be asking my glasses who's who's that bloke over there could I uh... well that, that's an interesting but the short answer is no because right now we don't have the protocols to do that but society may change because one of the things it does do when it's taking the photograph does it flashes a light or when it's taking a video the light is on so you know it's happening 
So a bit like body cam footage when the police are, are wearing it, perhaps, and you kind of you have has a light on that shows that it's recording. But yeah. you know that we we give kind of permission to the police to do that kind of thing because we want to know that the police are doing the right kind of stuff and the body cam footage is is our kind of assurance as members of the public that the police are behaving themselves whereas it, it's random people in the street taking videos of us we've never met them before we don't know who they are um why would we feel comfortable with the idea that they're videoing or taking pictures okay for, just for clarity of they, they they can do that now, just walking down the street, and it happens. It's happening with mobile people doing it with mobile phones. Bit more obvious though, isn't it? If someone's holding up a phone to 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 take a picture. But but but, but it's happening right now. What 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 what's what's what I'm talking about is the next stage in this platform, where you've got face recognition, and a, a lot of the platforms have turned away from this. I've turned away from this because, and you can let me see. You can see an action on your own phone now. It'll, it'll list all the pictures of mom, of your kids, and it'll give their name. So the technology exists in your phone right now to recognize all the people on your phone, in in, in your phone. So it's one step up for this camera on your in your glasses to recognize people. You know, is this is is this person in my uh, <laughs> in my photograph library? Now, it's, I, I, I don't believe it's been exercised, but that's the possibility. And I find that quite exhilarating for me as one who's got not a great memory. So when I look at people, I can, uh, <laughs> can tell me who, who I'm looking at. I remember the last think, time I spoke to them. Do you think of it on a Friday morning, if you were lying in bed with your Ray-Ban glasses on, they would give you, it would, it would start talking into your ear, you're missing five in the eye, Phil's waiting oh, for oh, you. Oh, oh, it's, it's almost, it'll, it'll do that now. It's because it knows your diary. You know, and because remember, it, 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 it'll link to your phone. So your phone, your phone can send a message. It's a message you send to your glasses. By the way, five in the eye starts in five minutes. So no, it'll do that. Now, it, the personal assistant element, you know, it, it, you've got that now. Your phone, it tells you, well, my phone, tells, my calendar tells me what meetings I'm attending. So, and I would just extend that to your phone, tell you discreetly to your ear. You know, you've got a meeting in five minutes, get get ready. So now it'll do that. It'll do all those things. And I, I find that really quite exciting. And when you lay on the fact that it can now look at things, and then where we are now, AI is on the verge, or it can AI can do it now, it can recognize things. It's it's whether or not Meta or Google or ChatGBT open that facility to us to allow us to um to to recognize things. Because we see it now. You can buy plant applications or bird applications where you photograph a bird and it'll tell you what it is. So it's all it's all there. It's just integrating into this headset and, and making it available real time for you. I think that that to me is 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 uh it's almost the end in terms of uh, how AI and your personal assistant can work to you to help you navigate the world. Well, let us know what you think about Michael's um, excitement over plans to navigate the world with these weird glasses. Uh, contact us on Facebook and let us know your opinions. But for now, we're going to move on to story number four. 
live in the eye. Um, you know, if you were staying in a posh hotel in France, say like the Ritz, um, which has been the scene of quite many a historic moment, including, of course, the tragic departure of uh, Lady Di and uh, Dodie uh, Fayed um, all those years ago, recently recreated in the Crown, so that the uh, the Ritz in Paris has a a, a very uh, a very extraordinary history. Imagine you you were staying there and uh, you lost your Ray-Ban Meta glasses. Or even worse, you lost um, a ring that was worth 750,000 euros because that's what happened recently. A Malaysian businesswoman who was staying at the hotel, um, she uh, went to the police because she suspected an employee had stolen her ring. Um, but the security guards at the Ritz actually found the ring in lying in dust in a vacuum bag, according to Le Parisienne. Um, so the, the stuff, you imagine there must have been a kind of big rooting around in all the bins, Michael. Uh, 750 grand rings gone missing. Where is it? Our reputation's at stake. They're opening up the Hoover and chucking all the dirt on the floor they th th there's no th th there's no um limit to the customer service at the at the paris ritz well you know i understand she left it on the table and went out to dinner as you do <laughs> exactly exactly i think about it's not the you know the rich are different you know it, I, I, did, do you think she missed? She noticed. God, obviously, she did it at one point. But you know, was it such a big deal? You know, when you think these people who got million pound handbag collections, you know, such people were, 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 were well, I mean, you, that you, rich. You, you were known in in your data to sport a Rolex, weren't you, Michael? As you. Uh, as you as you as you travelled around, Listen, no doubt stopping in some nice hotels. You got to take you got to take a number of notes off that to get to my Rolex. No, I think these rich people, you know, that I'm not saying. I'm, I'm going to say it, the rich are different, man. You know, it is what these are the people when you go to a restaurant and they, you know you see them leaving half the bottle of wine, and the, that's uh, that's a four hundred pound bottle of wine, and they they've had enough. They've just moved off. It's it's irrelevant, to, you know. This the value of money, and just I don't think they 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 connect with some people. Maybe we're sentimental too. I don't I don't know. She, I mean, the, the, you, you sort of wonder if you'd been left in a budget hotel, maybe in 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 in, in Paris or or a budget hotel in the UK. What would have happened to the ring? I mean, one thing one thing's for sure: they'd probably never have hoovered the floor, would they? So it would never have been picked up. I was going to say you you now own the hotel. You've just bought the hotel. No, it, it's it's seven fifty thousand pounds for a ring. You just leave it on there. Yeah, so. And it was in a vacuum, so it was knocked off and it was hoovered up. Yeah, it's reminding me of, 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 some, of when I was in Limerick in Ireland about 20 years ago, and I uh, I stayed in this hotel in Limerick, and I went, uh, after I left, I realised I'd left some clothes behind. Uh, so I went back to the desk, and uh, I explained my predicament to the lady, and um, she, the uh, lady on the desk, and she called up the housekeeping, and she said, I've got a gentleman here without his pants. Um, and uh, from there, we 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 proceeded to we proceeded to have an investigation. Oh goodness! I guess hotels are good in that sense. If you do leave something in your room, they are mega helpful in terms of searching things and and helping you find things. I'm, I'm tempted to say I've never left anything in a hotel room. 
So I'm quite good at that. I've left things in in um in hire cars. And I have to admit, never got them back. But that's mm. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting all hire car companies down. I'm not, but I've never I've never got anything back from a left in a hire car. So um I'm gonna say no more than that. No more than that. So so moving on to story number four. Or even story number five. Oh, I love that. I said that just to make you feel better. <laughs> Moving on to story number five. Five in the eye. Well, story number five is about an inept burglar. Um, uh, the, a, a, a guy called Lee Kenneth Moore uh, was apparently uh, burgling up an apartment in York in the north of England. Um, and... Um, he clambered up on recycling bins to help him to get into a living room uh, window of a, of a property, which had been left open. It was in the summer. It was the ground floor flat. So he, he crawled through the frame, but his laces became snagged and he got his, his foot stuck in a window lock. Um, and so the, the residents were woken up by the noise of this guy hanging upside down from the window with his head on the sofa. Um, um, he he did seem to be a bit intoxicated, Michael, because when asked what he was doing, he apparently replied, I don't know where I am. And then uh, uh, the residents, unsurprisingly, decided to call the police. Um, and Moore, who has 116 previous offences, was jailed for two years and four months after admitting burglary. Um, the, 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 nothing that the press likes more than a burglary gone wrong or a, 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 a burglar that doesn't seem to know what they're doing, Michael. This is a, a random act of burglary. He, he couldn't recall it, apparently. In, a mix of, of, of drugs and alcohol. But he couldn't understand what he was doing, and he ended up like that. In some ways, it's a very sad story. A very sad story of a man whose life seems to be not not in control, or let's say out of control, because he, he couldn't remember it. couldn't actually do it. And, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a... Inept thing to do. You think they'd be a bit more skilled if you're going to burgle somewhere, you know, do it properly rather than uh, on you know, randomly or just take yeah, advantage. Or of may, it. Maybe maybe slip on shoes rather than laces. <laughs> what, what do you think, Michael? Well, I do know. You know, that's one of the things when, when you when you put you in 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 prison. Not that I've been in prison, but they do take your shoelaces off you because they always are. Uh, danger of you yeah doing something with yourself so no this is in some ways though this is a very funny story you know but it's also a sad story he seems a bit batty to hang around like that but never see this there's a there's a pattern amongst these 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 uh criminals and it's to do with intelligence you know they're often not the sharpest tools in the shed you know a few a few sandwiches short of a picnic you know they, they do these things. And my dad, remember we had those those burglars who broke into the um into the store because they thought that the um, the video cameras didn't recognise them if they were covered in silver paper. <laughs> you know, so they, they wrapped themselves in silver foil, thinking they the, the the cameras couldn't see them. You know, you do need some. You do need a bit of intelligence to be a, a good burglar or a successful burglar. So I, I just hope I just hope he's learned his lesson, and um, 
He's hope not he as back. Maybe he gets some help in prison and uh, Look, comes out comes out to something better. Yeah. You interrupted my joke there, Phil. Oh, sorry. You were about to make a joke. <laughs> you know, you have to telegraph jokes. <laughs> I tried. I tried to. I I hope he's I hope he's not as batty as he was that night. Upside down like a bat. No. Okay. Thank you, Michael. You had it in the script. That was. I thought I'd use it. Okay. It's, it's the way I tell them. Five in the Eye. Well, that's it for episode 0441 of Five in the Eye. We're off to suspend ourselves upside down for a week in the hope that the rush of blood to our heads will improve the show next time. Only joking, really? <laughs> please don't try that at home. If you want to get in touch in the meantime, please do visit our Facebook page. But for now, this is Phil Woodford in London wishing you well and saying goodbye. This is me, Michael Hudur. Asking you to look after yourself, and if you can, somebody else. Goodbye. Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?